Hey y'all, it's your sugar here. So guess what? It must be 7.30 on a Wednesday night. And yes, we are here to talk about what's going on in women's boxing. Yes, I am Natalie Sugar Brown. Okay, I'm just say it. I'm a female fighter, a female boxer. Okay, been there, done that in the game, and now this is my platform that I share my authentic perspective, my experiences, and my uh, my knowledge of the industry of women's boxing, and what a great industry it is. Hey, y'all! Thanks for joining the the stream. Okay. And, um, you know, my face is in the place. I'm just waiting for everybody else to show up tonight. I'm excited to see who shows up for the chat tonight. The episode is titled Just Checking, right? So just checking up on what's going on now. Now the mega match has you know has happened and now we have a conclusion to the saga i guess and now we go back to life okay and the life of a woman boxer is basically what's the next hot ticket you know there's nothing really planned for for any of us out here all we do is you know we we uh we throw the line and we hope someone bites okay so um very spirited chat last episode um i i really appreciate everyone uh checking in and chiming in uh, about uh what had happened and 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 just it was mainly just talking about the recap on, uh, of the mega match but now you know let's take inventory on the broads the crones the other baddies out here that uh are are worth talking about okay so we're just checking in just checking in on the industry what's going on what's the talk and what's coming up okay now i do have a slideshow tonight you guys so you know uh i i think i have some images and we're going we're going to get started on it uh, on these images now because i got a lot to say okay so we just checking in okay and we just checking in because we're taking inventory on sugars top 10 broads in the industry and we're starting with number 10 as you can clearly see over here this is number 10 miss michaela meyer so yes yeah, she is y'all she is on uh, sugar's top 10 okay uh many people think that i that i i don't like Michaela, and it's really not about whether I like her or not. It's it's about uh, respecting the broad's abilities and and value and swagger when it comes to getting in there and behaving badly. So, um, what I will say about this young broad, Michaela Meyer, and I'm not going to give too many statistics. I'm not going, you know. To, to, 
the, the, the number of fights or whatever it is, because um, in this game right now, it really doesn't matter. What matters is your skid row. What matters is your skid row, okay? And this broad, this young broad's got enough people on her skid row to be a top 10 on Sugar's list. Um, she just got off of a loss from Alicia Bumgarner on the mega card, but I give her the number 10 mark because she is indeed a professional woman boxer. She fights like a professional in there. And that's why I give her the kudos. She has a strategy. She executes well. She's, uh, her generalship is professionally executed. And, you know, aside from her just being a little bit cheesy and corny, I think this, uh, this broad still has some potential in, 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 in women's professional boxing in our industry. And I'd like to see where she takes, uh, her, her, her steps where where her journey leads her from here so let's go on to number nine number nine so number nine we have natasha jonas and natasha jonas right now is rallying it at 154 pounds okay but like i said in in women's boxing i'm not talking about the numbers, the, the none of that stuff, because it don't matter. We go up, we go down, to, we come full circle. The weight classes really aren't the issue, as you all can clearly see, because fighters are fighting. It, it, it's it's a round robin up in that bit, you know, like what I'm saying? If you can, if you can catch me, cash me, it, I, at my weight or cash me at a certain weight, we, we go on, if a broad wants to fight, if two broads want to fight, if a broad wants to fight a crone, it'll happen. Okay, so this Natasha Jonas is number nine on Sugar's list. I like this gal, okay? Um, I like her because she has moxie. She's a Brit, she's a British gal, and she's she did everything right. Okay, she did everything right. So top amateur, um, Olympian, okay? I'm not sure if she meddled, but she is an Olympian. So Olympic class, um, very well-groomed, okay? And she's been through life as well. So she's been married, divorced. Now she's a single mother, all trying to, all living her life, being a mommy, divorcee, single mom, still trying to do everything on her own now while being on her journey to being a world champion. So she started off in one of the lower weights. Uh, she fought the likes of Katie Taylor in them, um, Terry Harper in them, okay? Wasn't getting very good luck. She even got stopped by, um, uh, not Lynette Ardu, she, she, Goodness, uh, 
the name escapes me. Scrapbook boxing. Where you been at? So scrapbook boxing comes in, chimes in, talking about pieces. Hey, but where you been though? I missed you. I missed your flowers. I missed you giving me drinks. I missed you talking to me nice and all that good stuff. Don't ghost me now. Don't do that to me. Thanks for chiming in. We talking, we checking in. We just checking. Okay. So that's the uh that that's the topic of the episode. Okay, that's the title of the episode. And we're just taking inventory of the gals, the broads, the crones on Sugar's top 10. Okay, so right now we're at number what no, we are at number nine. Okay, Natasha Jonas. And like I said, she started off at a, a lower weight, been through life. Um been has been through life the ups and downs has gotten stopped by a, a, um an opponent that was an underdog and she had to put her big girl panties on and figure out what she really wanted to do in this business and what she did was she stepped up two weight classes now she's a, a middleweight and she's a middleweight champion now Okay, so she she wants to uh, play Miss Pac-Man and and eat up all eat up all the goodies in that division, and I think you know, um, we want to come back to this this uh, young broad. She's still a young broad. I'm not sure if she's reached croneship yet, but she uh, a skilled fighter. She's a southpaw, tough as nails, got heart got grit uh ain't never scared and so i i i appreciate a fighter like this um she she shows in every way that she's not afraid to extend herself she's not afraid to test a, another broad she's not afraid to behave badly okay and so we are going to number eight number eight Oh, so number eight is the young broad, Alicia Baumgartner, who has, she is just right now, this girl is on, on cloud nine. She's just, she on top. Okay. She's on top right now. And I hope she's enjoying every minute of it because she deserves it. Uh, this young broad has taken every opportunity that has crossed her her path. Okay, and another one who I I I've grown to like um, her character. She's shown who she really is. What kind of broad? What kind of young broad she really is? Um, she started off, you know, as a youth sensation and. You know, I thought she was just another pretty face. And then uh, she stepped up and, and, and fought uh, Lena Darto uh, out of Greece, Medusa. And so Medusa beat her little ass down. Yeah, she beat her up. And what I thought was going to be a long time before this young gal would put her big, like I said, put her big girl panties on. She went right, she went right back grinding. And she took the opportunity. 
um, right after of taking on Terry Harper in her own country, England, the UK. And not only did she step up, but she showed up in knocking uh, Terry Harper out, okay? And becoming the world champion, the, the, she, got, she gained the green belt, which put her in a wonderful position to now call out the previous broad at number 10, Michaela Meyer, who had been ignoring her for quite some time saying, you know, she doesn't, you know, just ignoring, giving us every excuse why she shouldn't fight Bumgarner. But this is why I like this young broad. She took, she took matters into her own hand like a bad bit would. And she said, you know what? I'm going to get, I'm going to get to the chicken <laughs> however I can. And what she did was she got to the chicken, <laughs> meaning she got to, she got to a position where she said, Michaela, okay, you didn't let me on your porch. So I went on another bra's porch, took her belt, and now I'm calling you out. And guess what? I'm going to take your belt, which she did. Okay, and she took it in uh, um, just just um, outstanding fashion. She came in with a wonderful strategy um, that, like I said, you guys checked the Sugar's previous show, the Mega Match Breakdown, uh, where she showed us that a a, a solid plan against uh, a long fighter like Michaela Meyer can be executed and 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 successfully um, achieved by in, within two minutes okay so she she really performed she did great she showed up she showed out she always looks fantastic and she always talks that talk and I like it um. She's at number eight on my list, and let's see where she climbs. Sky's the limit for this one. Uh, let's go to the next one. Next broad. Okay, so we got Amanda Serrano. Okay, so Amanda Serrano, a big year for her. Okay, so she is uh, number seven on my list. Okay. She's number seven. She just um, got off. She 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 just actually won a, a match. Um, and my apologies. I'm not going to mention the broad that she fought because uh, this is about my top ten. But the reason why she's on my top ten and the, the reason why she's at number seven is I got to give it to this broad. She's been in the game for a very long time. Uh, she's dedicated herself. She has played the game where she got her numbers. Okay. She's, I guess, you know, I, I, I got to give it to her where she sacrificed her, her life in focusing on being where she's at right now. Um, one of the best women and one of the most known women in the world doing this boxing thing. Okay. 
Uh, Skill-wise, I, I think she's still pretty basic, okay? But she's strong. She's got heart. I'd love to see her tested by, some, by a lot of contenders that are out here. I'm not going to call names right now because it's about my top 10. And this broad here has made it to number seven. Uh, her sister, Christy, you know, Chris, uh, Christy Serrano, honorable mention, was a great fighter. And I think she took some of that uh, toughness and moxie from Big Sis and and and. I hope they're all enjoying the success of this young one. Um, so let's get to number six. Let's go. Let's go. Number six, y'all. Come on now. Okay, so here we go. So Mariana Juarez. This is a chrome. Okay. And she's not, she's number six on my list because, um, yeah, I, I talk about a lot of bras crones on the show, my Latin American, my Latino sisters. I, I, I feel like I, I really haven't given them the, the, the love that they really, and, and attention that they should be having. This is one of my favorite, um, gals. She has fought the best. She has fought the best. She has gotten in there. She's a tough one. I like this type of broad. Um, this type of broad is the same type of broad. Uh, Sugar was in the ring, as you can see. She's that. She's that sexy bit. Okay. Um, she she looks great. She looks uh, sophisticated. She looks just like a bad bad bit. Okay, and she knows what she's doing in there. Um, like I said, been in there for a long time, fought the best. Jockey Nava, honorable mention, who just uh, retired. Just um, in, in, in her place and in her weight, for her to still be around doing this, she is definitely, and she can fight, she has definitely made my list. So uh, Barbie. Because this is, I, I always call them by their nicknames, okay? So this one right here, they call her Barbie, okay? And as you can see, she's the bad Barb, okay? Um, and I, I just look forward to her taking on the likes of um, fighters, uh, other fighters who I've named on my top 10 list too, because this crone has a lot of tricks up her sleeve and she's still around. So very exciting uh, woman boxer to watch. Okay, next. Next, number five, La Tangrisa. Okay, so um, this one right here, I, I really, uh, Marcella uh, Acuna. Okay, I always bring her up and I always call her like La, La Tigressa because I just sugar's bad with names. Y'all know I will call people the wrong name, but y'all 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 know what I'm talking about, okay? It's not that I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just the names, okay? But I'm working on it. Now, um Marcella story it is just grand, okay? This, this, this crone now, okay? Which way am I, okay? This crone right here, 
okay, is one of the baddest mammies out here. And she's still fighting. She, The reason why she's on my list is she'll show up. You think she's retired and hear her ass come back, showing up and whooping ass, okay? She's in her 40s. I think she's probably a good maybe 44 or 45 years old and 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 um like she, she i would say she's feared because when she decides to get back on the scene she's not but she don't play now one of the um most notable um fights that i would say she's had was earlier in her career when she, I think she only had four fights and they matched her with uh, Lucia Riker. Now this, I believe she fights at 120, she's she's right down there as a Bantamweight. And they, um, you know, they screwed her, they screwed her. They put Lucia Riker, the, the the legend, in with her who, where Lucia Riker was known to be a 140-pounder, 135, 140-pounder. She was a hundred, she was a bantamweight, so something like 124 pounds or something like that, and stepped up to fight Lucia Riker. Now, Riker stopped her, okay? But I'm shining light on this because a lot of great women fighters have been trapped and have been set up. I call it the setup by so-called legends, right? These so-called legends that you guys love so much have been uh, predators in taking a lot of great women off the scene but this one marcella kuna didn't stop okay she didn't let that defeat her she came back and became a multi-world champion and is also now a, a legend i would say a bigger legend than lucia Riker. and so i like her um I, she's on my list we i don't know if she's still active or not because she just keeps coming back and i love it okay so, uh, bring on my number four. We getting we getting warmer on the list. <sighs> Layla McCarter, Layla McCarter, Layla McCarter. It seems like a lot of y'all out here are forgetting about this old dragon right here. Y'all are conveniently forgetting that um, Layla McCarter is a fighter out here that if you're, you call yourself the Guat, if you call yourself anything good between the weights of 140 pounds right on up to middleweight, you're going to want to fight this gal right here. Okay, this broad, this crone. Okay, Layla McCarter is, I would say, one of, if not the most skilled, active woman boxer out here right now. 
she is a pro to the full nine. She is what's left of um, the the earlier generations where, you know, we're, we're up there in age. Uh, we, we're not getting fights and, and it seems like, you know, fighting fights with us aren't very marketable, but they should be, right? Because the, the crones are who teaches the broads coming up how to perform, okay? Uh, you, the, the crone shouldn't be left out because you then get to see the transition. You get to see how the, the, the woman, how the broad evolves into the crone. And this crone right here, Layla McCarter, is, um, I, I would say, um, I would love to see her fight any of these top broads out here, Clarissa, Savannah Marshall, Natasha Jonas, anyone, call them out, get it, list them. This one, this one right here, Layla McCarter, okay? Layla McCarter uh, got something for their ass, okay? So um, very, um, very entertaining crone to watch was a very entertaining broad to watch too she she just always stepped up fought three minute rounds because she wanted to okay advocates for women to fight three minute rounds she is a true um example of professional women's boxing and she is number four on my list only because she has not been active enough. She has not had the opportunities to get in the mix with a lot of these um, new wet nose broads because y'all don't know about her, but please look her up, okay? Um, she, she's, I, I just hope, I just hope somebody takes a chance on her. Um, before she she actually does have to retire because she is up there in age. She's a crone. Okay, number three. Number three. Okay, so we're at number three, and it's your darling Katie Taylor. So she's number three on my list. Okay. Number three on my list because Katie Taylor is still, you know, no one has solved the problem of the glorified amateur style of Katie Taylor. So she's made that style strong as she's 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 living that thing right through as a pro. Okay, she's brought it to the table, and no one has figured out how to catch the road runner okay um and she's she, styles make fights as sugar says and gotta respect the style okay not a fan of it but i respect it okay so uh katie taylor i think she gets a lot more credit than she has really she really deserves um because there are real there are fighters out here really fighting, really, um, you know, putting their blood and sweat and, and taking chances in the ring, really rallying the people, really just um, 
vocal and selling women's boxing. I don't think Katie Taylor sells women boxing, right? She's available um, for you to purchase a ticket, but she doesn't sell it like these women this past weekend or a couple weekends ago who actually sold women's boxing to the world, to, to the larger platform, right? So yeah, you fought in Madison Square Garden, you got freaky in there, but uh, like I said, you know, I don't care um, what hotel they paid for you to get freaky in, okay? We, we really not even talking about it no more after that, after the mega match that happened between Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. So, you know, sweetheart, you number four, okay? I give it to you. But um, on, on unless you come out with something else, unless you move up in weight, unless you take some more chances, unless Katie Taylor takes some more chances, mm, she might drop a bit lower on, on Sugar's list. Um, because it just becomes boring and and we just uh stop being interested after a while okay all right so let's go on to number two number two okay so uh this is the broad Cindicia estrada okay and so at number two i give it to her this this young broad is skilled. She got the moxie. She's not the um you know she she's not the Olympian and and she's not the the um the girl that you know they they always try to push in women's boxing right now. This is a young broad that came up. She has great amateur background came up and um it just can fight her ass off right they put anybody in front of her now she did have a blemish with that eight second stoppage of of a tomato can that they got for her i think that was more that was a loss on her record not on the other on the tomato cans record but as a whole Cinesia estrada i like i i, I like how she sells herself, how she sells women's boxing. She's another one. She's that type of broad. She talks the talk. She walks the walk and she doesn't run from a fight. Okay. Meaning when she gets in there, she's, she's boxing, she's banging, she's fighting you. Okay. You don't see her jumping off and running and dodging or anything like that. She's stepping to whoever it is that's in front of her and she's putting on a show and a fight. Great generalship, great IQ in there. Sky's the limit for this young one, okay? And our number one gal, let's see who this is. Let's see who Sugar picked. Clarissa Shields. Yes, 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 right? You gotta give it to her. You gotta give it to her. The, you got to give it to her, okay? The, the story is is out of a movie, this one, her story, okay? Like I said, young girl came up in, in one of the hardest cities in the United States, Detroit, 
okay? Drinking dirty water, okay? Coming up through the environment, the harsh, toxic environment of Detroit and becoming two-time Olympic gold medalist, the youngest woman to gain an Olympic medal at 16 years old, okay? Um, and hasn't lost since. She lost her fight with Savannah Marshall, which, I mean, a lot of people are making that a thing. It's amateur boxing. And amateur boxing at certain levels is more uh, political than anything else. So, I mean, okay, she lost in the amateur. You got to lose. You got to lose sometime. But after that, uh, and before and after that, and this 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 young broad, she ain't losing, right? I think uh, she said, I mean, you look at it where she was born with all the chips. She, she was born, uh, people would say, a loser, you know? Um, broken family, father was, you know, in, in locked up, you know, just, Everything, every, 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 um, every chip that she had or every, every token that she had wasn't hers, you know, wasn't, wasn't something that she can take and, and, and say, okay, I'm going to build on this, right? She had, she had to gain her life. She had to fight for her life. She had to fight for this life that she has now. Right. So what you see in this broad is grit, determination, focus, belief in herself. She is, I, I would say her story is just a personification of women boxers. Okay. Started, started from the bottom and and just believed in herself the whole time believed in herself where others didn't believe and made everybody now in the world know not even believe because we all know she's the best and so clarissa shields undisputed women's middleweight champion is sugar's number one Okay. And for, for many reasons, many, many reasons, but you know, look at her. She's, she's just, um, she, she is the face of women's boxing. Uh, she, I, I'm not going to call her the guat. Okay. Not of all time, baby. You haven't fought three minutes. We don't know we really don't know and never seen you, right? So the greatest woman of all time would have that type of experience under her belt too. And you you don't have that, hun, but you are one of the greatest women boxers in history. And I'm so very proud of you, okay? And so there we have it, Sugar's top 10. I wish more people would chime, would have chimed in to have the conversation and talk about these gals, but maybe in the follow-up episode, you guys can let me know how you feel about Sugar's top 10, okay? But we're gonna talk a little bit more. We're gonna go into more ch uh, checking in, in in women's boxing. So can y'all bring in my next image?
All right now. Ooh. So I guess it's too big for my panel. But this image here is about the upcoming match between um, Chantel Cameron and Jessica McCaskill. Okay. So you can make it. I mean, yeah, I'm just put it back how it is. Um, the reason why I'm bringing this up because it's coming up. It's November 5th. Okay. So these, these broads are, are they, they're about to, they on peak now. Okay. They, it's a, it's about to be on. Okay. But, um, something has come up with regards to like, um, this match where they talking about doping now, um, Cameron's, Cameron's people, are dropping, you know, dropping their concern about the fact that ain't nobody testing for dope. Okay? And Sugar has a pre has has a previous episode outlining what dope broads are, right? See, these are the broads that dope that use pets, performance enhancement drugs. Um and they get to use them because no one's checking receipts, okay? And so Cameron is now concerned, her her team is concerned. And and I would say, you know, they they have some justification for being concerned about um their fighter and who their fighters performing against, okay? Um and so I, I'll just share a bit of, of what Cameron's team has said. So, you know, Cameron says in her five and a half years of being a pro, ooh, five, <laughs> five and a half years of being a professional, and now look where she is, okay? Uh, she's only been tested for um, drugs or drug tested on fight night, Okay, so this is like a compulsory test. Like you have to, they're just saying, we're going, we're going to test you for drugs and we're going to test if you're pregnant. Okay, uh, before, just so the commission could not get in trouble. Okay, but the seriousness of the whole thing is these champions are fighting on a world stage, they're fighting, they're, you know, a lot is invested in them and there should be tests, tests done often to um, keep them in line, to check, okay? To check if they be, if they out here cheating, right? I, I, I could say I've, I fought Sparta. I've been in there with a cheating ass broad or two. I'm not even going to lie, right? It was something back in my time that it just happened. You know, it it is what it is. You could see that. You could see with her some of these broads. They neck thick as hell. They shoulders. They got the bulging shoulders, and they just look. You could just see the steroids on them. You could just see the dope on them, and they standing in there like, no, I'm I'm good. I haven't cheated. And you looking like, 
right? But you take your chances because in, in boxing, skills will always pay the bills and you always have a puncher's chance. So us back in the day, we, we, we just took those chances, right? We were, we had that kind of heart to, and, and, and that kind of confidence in our ability to know that we're going to fight regardless and, and the chips, let the chips fall where they may. Okay. Now, um, Cameron says uh, when she was an amateur, uh, the dope tests were more stringent, meaning, you know, they, they'd come out when I was an amateur, uh, it was the very same thing, right? You, you, you could just randomly get tested. They'd show up in the morning, they'd show up at the gym, they'd show up wherever they thought you would be and you'd have to give them a sample. Okay. And so that's how they kept them, them all honest. Okay, that's how they keep the amateurs off honest. Pros, not so much. Okay, like I told y'all, it's a jungle out here lions, tigers, snakes, rats, all of that stuff. Okay, so uh, being a woman boxer is not, is nothing like being a male boxer where checks and, and items on receipts are validated or if not there's some kind of accountability there there's no real accountability in women's boxing so we are putting literally signing our lives on that dotted line every time we take a chance and go in there to fight no matter what it look even on that huge mega stage right if one of those broads wanted to is doping we don't know that right because there's no checks there's no, there's no checks being balanced there's no receipts being checked okay so i just want we want to get that out there okay because we want the sport to grow we want sport to grow properly okay and i'm, I'm gonna say this right i'm gonna call names that's why homegirl cyborg ain't come over here because if you see the before pictures of cyborg from mma because she always talking about she want to fight a, a woman boxer but she won't come on our porch she want us to go on her porch nah boo boo okay you gonna bring your ass over here on our porch and you gonna get tested and that's something she knows ain't gonna work out for her because just look at her before pictures and look at her now pictures. But I'm playing Kermit the Frog over here and I'm just sipping my tea because you ain't heard, you ain't heard too much of that from, from Sugar. <laughs> I don't know the facts, but like I said, you could see it on them. Um, so, you know, the, the agencies that are in charge of this dope stuff is, the Voluntary Anti-Doping Association, and there's a UK Anti-Doping Association also. And I believe these two, well, no, these two broads are fighting in Abu Dhabi, okay? So I've, it, it, I've, I believe it's an um, Arabic uh, country. So I'm not sure what the, um, I, I, I'm not sure what the commission says about fighting on that soil, okay? Because it looks like now promoters 
and and you know are are taking chances um getting under the spotlight in different places because we there were always fights there were all we were always women we were always fighting in all these different countries they just weren't sanctioned fights okay so a lot of us really risk our lives going to different places different countries fighting and 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 making a living and that's what a lot of um, people don't understand about the old school and the old crones right um we we really took those we really took those crazy risks just for women's boxing just so women's boxing could keep going and i that's why i always say it's just disrespectful how these current promoters have um left many crones many many uh old school fighters out of this evolution of the industry and they feel like they can turn it around and make it now where it's something that we built we built with blood with our lives we built that so that energy that you know that 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 realness they 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 can never outdo they can never uh deny and they i mean clocks ticking where you know they might have to come back to the to the roots of it and 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 let us join the 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 party let us join the dance um so cameron's coach jamie moore says which a lot of people don't know. So I'm gonna break down what this dope thing is. When a fighter is doping, male or female, um, they there are phases in the doping. And the, the, the most important phase is the beginning parts of the training uh, and the conditioning of the body when they're using the dope because that's when you're working the hardest to get in shape, to get, to be able to fight the rounds, to be able to go the pace that you need to go in these fights. So um, you can win. And so therefore, the harder you can train, the more you can push yourself in the beginning, the stronger your body gets. And that's what the, the dope, that's what steroids does. Steroids allows the fighter to work more, work harder, work more. The muscles just, um, the, the muscles grow, the muscles um, take on the work faster than someone who's doing it naturally. The person who does it naturally has to work hard, get up every day. Like there's a painstaking process to getting in fight shape. When you dope, okay, Armstrong, Lance Armstrong, all of them people that, you know, got found out, right? They were able to take, take the performance enhancement drugs 
they were training because you still and when you want the dope you still got to train you still got to practice like everyone else it's just that you are able to retain more of the work you're able to work longer harder more because you have that thing supplementing you have that thing that um helps your muscles to not fatigue help your muscles to recover faster help you to not have the pains that someone who's naturally doing it would have okay so it's like it's like a numbing right it 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 um it enhances the the the, the athlete which is cheating right because if the dope, you know, if the dope is, if you taking the dope so you can, um, Graham Boyce comes in. Hey, Graham, what? You on my, you on the show, you chimed in. Thank you, babe. Uh, Graham Boyce says, you are right. Managers need to step up. I think Eddie Hearn should have had his entire roster tested after the Connor Ben episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I, I, our industry boxing is still a, a bit ignorant, archaic, where they 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 don't understand what these things or how these things affect the industry. They don't understand how the this dope, how the dope is done in the industry where you know like i said there's a process so the beginning process is the loading right this is when they really take in the dope okay this is when they're getting in the shape they need to get in okay and then there are phases now as you get closer to fight night where you take less and less and less to where you're you're not taking any at all but you still have the effects you you've worked Right. So you've done all the work. You're taking less and less and less. So by the time fight night comes, it's out of your system. Okay. And that's how that works. Now with the technology, now knowing about this dope. Okay. Which is why I feel like dope is political in our industry in, in boxing as well. I think the majority, I think most um agencies know and and bargain about this doping thing i i think uh athletes get um managers and promoters and all that stuff i think they pay their way out of dirty tests i really do um i think they pay their way to pay pay their way out of being tested i really do because in our industry in boxing it's the golden rule. Whoever has the gold makes the rules. Meaning whoever has the money is the one that they going to listen to. Okay. Um, so saying that to say this, um, Cameron's team does have a valid point, especially with um, now a fighter who used to rally at 132 pounds and all of a sudden is whooping ass at 147 pounds. Okay. 
Um, they have to, I mean, good question, you know, good concern, put it out there, right? This is her time under the spotlight. Um, this is her time to have a bigger, the, you know, this is the biggest voice she's had in in her career because she's fighting an undisputed champion in Jessica McCaskill. So whatever she going to say, whatever her team got to say, they got to say it now. Everything she's got to do, everything she's going to do, she's got to put everything and all of it into this upcoming fight on November 5th. Okay, this is a big match. A lot of people aren't looking at it, but it's a good it, it's it's a good match. It's a big match. It's a name. It's a branded match in women's boxing. Okay, so um, Cameron's coach Jamie Moore says the benefit that fighters who cheat are getting is the benefit in the early stages of strength and conditioning, right? So he did make that statement. Right. If you if, if you get to take the dope when when during the hard part, right, the easy part is the fight. Right. You don't need the dope for the fight for the fight. You got to dope to get ready for the fight. OK. Um, and so. Um, that's what I had to say about this upcoming match. OK. Um, they said it out there. I thought it was, I, I, I think it's important. I think it's, it's a profound fact that this is happening in women's boxing and no one's checking still, but all of this money is being made and all this mega stuff is happening, right? We, we want to, we want to keep, we, we want to keep it safe too, you know, cause a lot of the, a lot of broads are getting the snot beat out of them. They, they get, their brains shook up. And these are the things because men are different from women, right? So a woman is going to go into the match and she's going to fight. But what we do is, um, and I had this discussion with a, a fighter the other day where they asked, they say, Shug, what do you think is better? Getting beat for all the rounds or getting knocked out and, and coming back? Sugar, I believe you're safer just getting knocked out because if you get your brain rocked round after round after round after round, the damage is compiling. I know of male fighters and female fighters that that's happened to in sparring. And the next day they come back and they can't even speak a full sentence. They can't even properly articulate their name anymore because their speech is slurred. We call it punchy. We call it being punch drunk, right? A lot of people don't know the culture of boxing. Right. So Rocky, when you see Rocky talking like this, Rocky was punch drunk. We don't want to be like that. It was never cute. Yo, Adrian. Rocky was punchy. Okay. And so people uh, don't understand the culture of it and every, it's cool now to be a boxer and it's cool now to go in 
and no one's being really educated about what can really happen to someone doing this. And you can go into, you go into random gyms. Ooh, somebody came on here. Um, talking about adult dating site. Don't bring that on my show. Uh, my guys, can, can we block this? No, this is not, this is not, yeah, man. Good. All right. So yeah, somebody tried to come on here with trying to sell some smut, not on sugar show. No. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. My producers. Thank you. Talking fight for, for keeping it clean. Thank you. Um, where was I? I digress. I have to talk. So like I said before, like I've walked into these commercial, like people don't understand the dangers of someone just saying one day, Oh, I'm going to open a boxing gym. I've walked into gyms. They don't know who sugar is. <laughs> these, these guys don't know who sugar is in some of these gyms because they ain't even, they haven't even, they don't know the industry like that. And I walk into the gym and I see them doing all the wrong things to their young fighters having fighters in the, the, in the ring sparring and getting their head rocked back with no headgear just so they can seem tough, have pro fighters in there sparring with no headgear, having young amateurs or whatever whale, whale on their head, not knowing that it's still a blow. Whether an amateur gave it to you or a pro gave it to you, it's a blow to your noggin. Your brain's getting shaken around. Okay. It adds up and one day it'll be just that casual punch that you get and all of that stuff that you were, um, put yourself through in the past just tears that brain just tears it now and you get a little hemorrhage. And you don't know that your brain just hemorrhaged just a little bit till you wake up the next day and you can't speak a full sentence till you wake up the next day and your speech is slurred and you can't get it back. That's what a lot of people don't realize, right? Once your brain gets torn from the, you know, once your brain gets rocked and it really now tears, you don't get it back. And if you do get it back, thank you, lucky stars. Cause it, it, it doesn't work like that. Okay. These are the things that these are the conversations. These are the things that we have to talk about in not only boxing especially women's boxing right because yeah yeah we want equal pay we want this we want that but we have to understand how to conduct ourselves as women and females in this industry okay we need to come to terms with the understanding that 
our damage is not the same and the damage inflicted that can kill us will not be the same as the damage that will be inflicted in the male arena. So these broads who are getting set up, these broads who are getting put in tough fight after fight after fight, who are becoming glorified uh, opponents, one day, one day, all of those beatings will catch up to you, right? And then what happens? Coma, death, right? Loss of faculties. And then that's when they start blaming, oh, boxing is bad for women. No, boxing is not bad for women, right? It's the safety standards that aren't being checked. That's what's bad for women in women's boxing. Okay, I want to make a point of that. So that is, I mean, it went that that point it just went into that from this Cameron, you know, uh, Chantel Cameron's team being concerned about this dope stuff because, you know, like I said, a, a, a woman that gets beat on or is beaten on people for uh, long long rounds does more damage. Right. And especially if she's cheating and she's on that dope, she they need to get her ass out of here. Right. We, we need to clean up the sport that way. OK, so do I have another image to share? Y'all are we getting ripe in the show? OK, so now another topic. OK, so since the mega match happened. My girl Natasha Jonas said. All right, Clarissa, bring some of that smoke down here. <laughs> yeah, bring that ass broad. Natasha Jonas said she wants some smoke. Yeah, and I guess they threw Terry Harper in it too, but I ain't hear Terry Harper talking about it. But Natasha Jonas said, yes, yes, Guant, yes, I want that smoke. Bring it down to 154. And I'm here for it. I want to see that. I, I, that's another great match. I don't know if it's mega, but that's a super match. Olympian versus Olympian, right? Champion versus champion, right? Um, because Shields, it's, it's going to be some time before another Savannah Marshall um, steps, Savannah Marshall-esque contender steps to Clarissa. And I mean, we've she still has to stay entertaining until that happens. And why not a fight between uh, Natasha? Why not? You know, why why not build a fight between Natasha Jonas and Clarissa Shields, right? Um, in it'll be interesting. Okay, I I I have my I I have my um, guess as to who I think will win, but it's really about the entertainment factor of this match, right? Women's boxing is, I would say, um, it's the entertainment factor that we bring to the table. Okay. 
I always say we're not big, strong, tough guys. We're women behaving badly. And I just, it's just entertaining to see the styles now evolve and, and grow and become something because styles make fights. And these two styles now, Natasha Jonas, okay, a dangerous um, southpaw versus Clarissa Shields, the guat, the self-proclaimed guat. Um, the best female fighter out there right now is a, is a definitely an interesting match. Now, I don't know about Terry, and I don't even know why they put Terry Harper in this, because um, Terry, to me, has not let... Um, Terry, if Terry had, if Terry has some grit, okay, if Terry, if, if Terry has um, some big draws on and, you know, she willing to put the big bridges on, she would, I mean, she can also start to call out Clarissa Shields' skid row, meaning some of the bras that Clarissa fought in climbing up and 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 now getting herself on that level. Terry Harper can't think that she's gonna be at 154 fighting off-brand fighters and her name gonna stay off in the pot. That's not how it works, right? So uh, you know, these the uh, like I I hope y'all been keeping up with the sugar show because like I said, 154 is starting to sizzle, starting to get hot and I like it. Okay. Um, you have great contenders and you know, it's, it's just there for the taking and, um, and the best female fighter she has, she, she you know, she has equity down there, right? She, she has a belt at 154. She has, she has dropped down there, right? So that means, you know, we there's some money to be made down at 154 too. And an excitement that can be made, right? Because Shields, Shields carries the spotlight wherever she goes. Okay, so ooh, I had to crick my neck. Yeah, that happens. Um, and so, you know, that's that that's just checking in. Y'all let me know what y'all think about the um the potential of a Natasha Jonas versus uh Clarissa Shields, okay? Um I think it's exciting. I'm look I I hope they come together and and, and build it and like I said, y'all need to if y'all need a, a a commentator and if y'all need somebody to interview uh and, and promote this match Sugar is definitely and will definitely be on board. Y'all just give me a call now, okay? Um, is there, do I have any more images to share? Okay, so I'm, that means I'm, I'm, I'm about to wrap up, okay? So I'm, I'm about to wrap up. Uh, one of my misfits came in last week and asked if there were any up up and coming fighters that I would talk about that are that um you know uh 
and, and y'all know how I feel about the sub tens. Michael Orr trying to, hey, Mike, where you been at? You're just now showing up. Huh? I have so much good things to say. All right. I'm glad you're here. You know, you hold a special place in Sugar's heart. So I'll, I'll let you get away with a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, so Michael Orr says, better late than never. You're right. And thank you for making it a point to show up, Mike, for real, that I, I really appreciate you always, uh, you, ever, all of y'all showing up, seriously. I really do. I look forward to y'all. I, I feel the energy. I really do. Um, so who y'all have on the screen right now, or who we have on the screen is Giuliano Basualdo. Okay. I chose her. Um, I, I, she was sub 10 when I first had a look at her. She fought, um, Jessica Yolanda, Tutebap of Argentina. Okay. Now, um, she fought, um, Jessica Tutebap, Jessica uh, Yolanda Bop. Okay. D these are my South American broads. Okay. We kind of sleep on them, but we shouldn't. But the reason why I don't bring them up either, because they they have a whole bubble going on down there. And down there is also dangerous territory where they do a lot of dope down there. Them, them broads dope a lot, okay? And so I'm not trying to um, get all caught up in, in naming names and doing all of that stuff on, you know, until, until some, a lot of these broads cross that, that, that line and, and start coming over here and, and, you know, or going overseas and, and doing it commercially where checks, I's can be dotted, T's can be crossed, checks can be balanced, receipts can be checked. I don't really have much to say about them neither, but I will say this, them broads in South America can fight. That's one thing you not going not see. They can fight. They just, you know, they just pee dirty. That's all. Um, Not all of them, but it's synonymous for down there. Okay. Um, so who you see in front of you, okay, is Juliana Balsuldo, okay? She fought Tutibop, um, when Tutibop had 36 fights, um, uh, well, sorry, 37 fights, okay? 36 wins, okay? So 36 and 0, um, I believe the number was, okay? And this one right here, Juliana, was four wins, two losses, zero draws. And you know, I watched this fight expecting Tootie Bop to bop all upside to her, this broad head. Juliana came out there and taught her ass a lesson. She taught Tootie Bop, don't let the four and two fool you. 
bitch, I'm a killer. <laughs> and I loved it. The performance and everything. How she stepped to Tootie Bop. Now, you have a fighter that has 36 wins under her belt. If you four and two, she shouldn't be running from you. She had Tootie Bop on her toes running in that ring. And I enjoyed all of it thoroughly. So, yes, this broad right here is someone, is, is a fighter that I definitely would want to see fight the likes of um, Sinesha Estrada, um, Katie Taylor, um, because she looks like she can move up and down respectively in those divisions. Michaela Meyer, Alicia Bumgart, like she can, she, she can do that. She has the height uh, to, to fill it out. She can go up, she can go down. Um, this fighter here was very impressive. Now, looks like I'm gonna uh, be wrapping up soon, okay? But I wanted to shout out my my lady, uh, Sue Fox, Sue T.L. Fox, okay? The, um, what can I call her? The archive, the historical ambassador of women's boxing. Um, I'm shouting her out um, and I'm going to do a feature on her period because I have, I'm getting all emotional and stuff, but I have, I'm so grateful to this woman. She's a former fighter, but she took it upon herself years ago. I think something like 24 years ago. This was when, around when Sugar first started boxing too, to make a platform that showed all female boxers and keep an eye archive and keep a record of what we were all doing. She became the lifeline of women's boxing. She made it her duty and it is work to keep up with all of us. She made her duty to report all things good and bad for all of us. She made it a point to feature all of us. She had teams, she had teams of people working for and with her to do that. And it's not, it wasn't just her, it's her team of people. And like I said, I'm gonna do a full feature on, on this gal because um, what she has done for us women boxers is invaluable. She kept us alive. Okay. Um, she is a great and the international women's boxing hall of fame, which is also, um, something that she has developed happened this past weekend where they honored a lot of great fighters who I will also feature in my next episode. Um, hopefully she gives me permission to use some of her images and stuff on, on, um, the sugar show, but I want to end, uh, this episode, just giving her, uh, my, giving her my thanks. So thanks Sue 
for all that you've done in women's boxing. Um, I don't know if you like me very well because there are times that I know I have, um, I, I have shaken uh, things up a bit where, you know, the, the, the things, things might not be as sweet with sugar. But like I said, you know, I'm me, she is she, and there was always a respect that I have for this, this woman who, and, and all of the people who, her team of people who have always been there to support us women boxers. And like I said, y'all are the lifeline of women's boxing. We're not going to leave you. We, none of us that do these podcasts or some, if you don't shout out Sue Fox, you ain't real up in this mofo. You ain't real up in no women's boxing and you ain't got, you ain't got no skin in the game to be talking nothing about women's boxing. Okay. So, um, like subscribe, share this sugar. Okay. Like subscribe and share. Don't forget to press the like. Okay. And I will see you guys next Wednesday. Okay. Uh, like I said, I always try to drop down on female Fridays to meet up with the guys, but listen, sugar's got so much to do out here in the world. So sometimes I may catch them sometimes not, but, um, my guys always, uh, shine, you know, they do their they do their job in in giving us women some love on the Fridays and y'all check that out too okay so until then you guys like I said share this sugar press that like button subscribe okay y'all okay and be safe over the weekend until next Wednesday bye bye.